there's this language of expertise of um, like you can be really, really good at what you do and do it so unconsciously you have no idea mm -hmm. how to put it into words. And in this whole relationship between what I feel to what comes out of my mouth to what goes into your ear to how you apply that to your body, that can be messed up or broken anywhere yeah. along the way. Do you love dressage? Are you looking to inspire your ride? Do you long to learn the secrets of truly great riders? Yes? Then you're in the right place. Join classically trained, internationally competitive dressage rider JJ Tate as she brings inspired conversations, in-depth discussions, and a healthy dose of humor to the world of dressage. Join JJ and her new generation of classical riders in this adventure called Dressage Life. Today's episode was originally featured in JJ's online community, Team Tate TV, a private Facebook group of inspired and supportive dressage lovers just like you. If you're on Facebook, we welcome you to join the conversation there. You'll find the date for the original recording in the show notes. And now, here's JJ. Okay, so I am I am sorry. I have not been going live very often, but uh, I've just been saving it for a special occasion. And <laughs> You've got nothing like, going on in your voice. Though. Here it is. <laughs> so I want to introduce you guys to Suzanne Galden. Galdun. Galdun. Fancy. Fancy. Mine's just Tate. It's just <laughs> Galdun. That's that's good. It's like a. I like it. It's gonna be easy for me to remember that. We met December. December. Was, yes. Here. Yes. And well, it, technically, we met like twenty years ago at Wingate. Correct. When you rode with Charles. Yes. And Richard Williams. Yes. It was an instructor seminar. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. That's so good. It's yes. It's so great. Clearly, we're not that old that we met that many years it ago. It was not that long ago. It feels like yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> but anyway, circling back around, Suzanne Galdun. It sounds fancy. So we met, and it was like kindred spirits. And I, we were here at Heidi Wright's place, and I was teaching a clinic uh, after I got home from Germany. And, you know, it kept telling me this, like, oh, we've got a Suzanne, too, who does... Um, biomechanics and you know she's trained with Mary Wanless for like 10 years and she's really great and I'm I'm always skeptical and I'm like hmm what 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 are they saying what you know what what is this and then we I helped her ride uh, in the clinic and then we were kind of talking about like all the different students and what she was saying to them and I'm like yes and like in the clinic you know uh, all of her students were riding with me and it was so fun because they're like, oh, yeah, like when Suzanne explains it, you know, she says this. And I'm like, I, t I totally get that. Armpits, anyone? Armpits, <laughs> armpit tendon, you know, inner inner thigh tendon. So um, it's been a delight and such a delight. And then she took me to the airport and I'm like, I love this girl. And then she's like, I'm going to, I'm like, do you ever get to Florida for clinics? And she's like, well, I happen to be coming. And so we hooked up and then she came to our place and helped me and all my students and uh, it was totally awesome, so and fun. so like here we are again, and now it's like really fun. I think I got some big, I got some big ideas in my head, um, because it's so fun. You know, like I feel like um, Susanna Van Dietz and you, like there's just so much more vocabulary and process and tactile feel. Yes that you can like give the rider 
um, that just like explodes the rider's experience of what does my trainer mean when they're like, sit down your back pockets, you know? And so it's so fun to like hear all your different explanations and how the body works and things that like I know to be true, like she can put into like exactly like what's happening. So that I have been really enjoying. So why don't you tell us a little bit about like who you are and what you do here and your, your business is Positively Dressage. Yes. I love that. We were also together at the Equine Affair last week. Two weeks ago. (laughs) Okay. Two weeks ago. (laughs) So we chummed up there too. And you know, we just get like talking all the time about like, this is so cool. So I just wanted to share you guys with her and her with you. And so, yeah, tell us a little bit about your education. And I think it's also cool. I should going to talk about Mary Wanless. And I think like for me, like I feel like I'm Charles's translator Mm -hmm. and like I make it like modern and, and it's not modern. It's not new stuff, but it's like, we've got these gurus who we've truly studied with, you know, everyone's like, Oh, they're my mentor. And I'm like, yeah, but like, what does that mean? Right. So working with somebody is like not really your mentor. And like you've been with Mary for a long time and I I feel like you really bring her teaching. Um yeah, maybe to like another dimension and I think you're a little bit experienced with singing. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about you. So I've been working with Mary for ten years now and um really went to her to help my writing because I, w- I knew I was not in the right place. I couldn't get what I wanted. Um, and, and just trying to figure out what was that missing piece. And for me, it was life changing. I mean, literally here I am 10 years later, still doing it. Um, but the sensory specific way that she teaches. So what is, what does engage your core mean to you? It might mean something different to you than it means to me, than it means to you. And so being able to define that into how you do it. So it really gets into how to do the thing, not what to do. So like more bend. Well, how do I get more bend? Do I use more inside leg? Do I use more inside rein? Do I, do I hope and pray that that we get more bend by doing another circle? Because sometimes, sometimes we're just hoping to stay in the arena. Um, but it's been just really fun being able to share it with more people and it's so applicable to every level of writing. Yeah. So like from green to Grand Prix, like there are things that I can look at a writer and I, and, and we've talked about this, that I look at the writer. JJ's first look might be more at the horse, right? We want the same result, but we're kind of coming at it from a different lens. Um, and so, I mean, I, I would watch the world cup and be like, Ooh, I might, I might rotate those thigh bones on a little more, or I might, you know, close those thumbs differently or close those armpits. So um, we really want the same result of a balanced rider in the most effective seat, getting what we're looking for in the horse. Because if you're not engaged, like I always tell people, if you are not in self-carriage, your horse can't be in self-carriage. I've said the same thing. I hope all you students out there, that sounds familiar. (laughs) That's right. I'm always like, you know, if you want your horse to be uh, in self-carriage you have to be in your own self-sitting is what i talk about which is not relaxed right no which is not like you know just falling down there's like this dancer tone without the tension and i feel like uh you can really like go 
into the rider's body through your explanations and like fire up the the right things. And I yeah. think that that's really like a special piece of um, adding that dimension in. Like, you know, we're always talking about, and Charles is always like, it's a riding sport, not a horsing sport. And there's a lot of people out there horsing, right? Mm -hmm. He's doing this. He's doing that. He, you know, always does this, you know? And it's so much about like, as humans, we have to become a rider, as Charles would say, with a capital R, you know? And like, what is that, you know? And I think with the way you approach it, you know, when you're talking about like, what does more Ben mean? You know, it's like, I had to just kind of fumble through that <laughs> forever and like, try all these different things and all these different horses and I've like come up with my own toolbox, but like you can give people that like tactile feel. Yeah. And putting hands on a rider is so key, which, which you do, which is great. Um, because I can say all day to you, you know, you need to close your fingers, but the way, like, let me hold your hand the way you yeah. close your fingers. Like, how does that feel? I'm going to grab your hand and say, this is too tight. This is too loose. This is just right. Yeah. 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 And being able to actually experience the feel sense of something yeah. makes so much more sense to so many people. Well, and it's interesting. I feel like Charles was the first trainer. Like I really witnessed like walking up to the rider and he calls it like sculpting the leg. And she's, you know, you and Susanna Van Dietz are like the, what two are the only people I know that'd be like, and Mary. I, well, right, and Mary, <laughs> oh, the which Mary. I've never written right, 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 right. but it's like, yeah, like you need this rotation, you know, um, or like Charles would always do. I'm sure those of you who know Charles, there's always that, like, hold on the to the reins, reins yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and feel that we talked a little bit about that earlier today of like, Oh, you know, like, Whoa, what is that? Like that's contact. Oh my God. I have this much. And when you give that rider that sense of this is how it could feel, it's like kind of life changing. Yeah, in, on the in, bit isn't all like sunshine and rainbows and fluffy clouds. Right, right. <laughs> so tell me a little bit also like how you're also a singer. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's also like we all know like breathing is really important. And, and how do you think breathing kind of comes into right in dressage. I think so many people have no idea like what they're actually doing when they breathe. Um, and a lot of people are not breathing correctly or not breathing at all. Like, especially in a canter transition, like the vast majority of the adult amateur world is holding their breath, hoping the canter transition goes well, or you go down center line and you wonder why your horse is not the same horse that you were riding five minutes ago because you went down center line and you held your breath the whole dang time. Right. I mean, who gets nervous about <laughs> showing around here? But I mean, I put, you know, this is going to sound, I put my hands on a lot of people when I'm teaching, but, but to go like put a hand on your chest and put a hand on your belly and take a breath. So you're going to see me in the video. You can see, like, if I take a breath up here, the top of hand is moving. If I take a breath down here, the bottom hand moves and the top hand doesn't move at all. So you can all be doing this right now as you're watching. <laughs> and if you breathe up here. Your center of gravity is way up here, and you might even notice like what's happening in your pelvic floor or your seat in the chair that you're sitting on. I don't even like to hold my breath up there. It bothers me. But if you can breathe down here, you know, your lungs have to expand to yeah. get air in. And so often we suck in. And you know, that's society, too, that like we're trying to be all trim and slim in our yeah. riding pants and our belt buckles tight. And, and then you're sucking in, and there is no room for your diaphragm to do its job. So your center of gravity is not close enough to the horse to really 
feel secure. And so many people, what do we want if we're just riding, you know, just to, to ride? Because we love our relationship with our horse. We want to feel safe. We want to feel secure. And we want to feel like we can make progress. Yeah. And we can do that, like, for everyone, you know? Doesn't yeah. Matter. Yeah. I mean, it really, um, high performance or beginner, you know, it's kind of like it all kind of starts and ends in the seat. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having the correct seat, you know. So we talked about this already a little bit earlier, and I would love to hear from you um, what, what you think are, like, the three most common, like, issues you find with riders and, like, what those are and then, like, the solutions that you find help the most. Well, breathing is part of that for sure. Um, but I think the biggest one is awareness and yeah. like, so many people focus on what's happening in the horse, you know, like you just said with the horsing, not riding. Um, but what is happening in you? Do you know which seat bone you sit heavier on as a rule? Do you know that you tend to have, you know, one hand closed tighter than the other? Um, I ask a lot of riders, a lot of questions and, and, a, and it's okay in those moments to say, I don't know what's happening because I don't. I've never, no one ever asked me that question. How much yeah. weight's in your stirrups versus your thighs? Well, are my thighs supposed to be on the saddle? Yes. <laughs> Please. You're not Please. gripping with your knee if your femur is rotated on the saddle, right? Yeah. Um, and so it takes people some time sometimes to really like get in their body. And there are reasons, like there could be trauma that I don't know about that you haven't shared with me on a first clinic day. Um, that, that you don't have that mind-body connection, but you can learn it and you can develop it. Um, and do you think that comes best with asking the questions? I mean, I think like we all struggle with like, how do we make people aware who are unaware, mm -hmm. you know, cause they're unaware, they're unaware. It depends. You know? And this is something that Mary teaches a lot. We have teacher training courses that, um, so there, are, I'm not the only certified coach. There are nine of us currently in the U S. Um, and so we work on like, we have classroom sessions on learning theory and equine learning theory, but human learning theory. Are you a visual learner? Are you an auditory learner? Are you a kinesthetic learner? Do you learn best by sight, sound, or feel? Mm -hmm. So I can give you words, and if you're not a yeah. if you're not an auditory learner, like it doesn't matter. The words, my words, may not relate to you, um, and and sometimes it is you have to see me do it, and you do that a lot. You know, you get up, you get off your chair, and you're like showing them. I want you to feel like you're sitting like this, like you're Helga, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if but but again, if, if someone's not a visual learner, that's not necessarily going to relate. And I think, especially in riding, because people talk about like, oh, you can't teach feel. Guess what? You can. I agree 100%. But you have to input the feel, mm -hmm. right? So like I was riding my new horse. I have a new horse. Yay, Victor. Um, I was riding my horse today, and, I, and I, we were talking about what I wanted, how I wanted to get my body in the right place in the trot. And I said, I have this feel memory of piaffing on a lipizzan that I had been riding and I needed that solid feeling in my torso box to sit in the right place in relation to his center of gravity to get the trot we wanted. It was not Piaf, but it was like a trot under my seat instead of out in right, the right, space. Right, 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 right. And yeah. awareness is just, it's not something um, that's really taught in a lot of the world. You know, there are certain sports where you get that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think I think martial arts is great, you mm -hmm. know, and, and Mary talks a lot about the similarities in that and and yoga and Pilates and things like that can really help too but um, it's it can be a struggle for a lot of people 
to go there and to be comfortable going there and like, you know, if you don't know what's happening, if you don't know what you're doing, how can you, you change, can't it? change it? Yeah. It's so interesting. Cause like whenever I go in like for whatever, like physical therapy or body work or energy work or whatever, I'm like, they're like, Whoa, you're so body aware. You know? Mm -hmm. And I was just mm -hmm. like, oh, aren't all riders? No. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, interesting. I told Jenny, like, not yeah. everybody actually knows where their seat bones really are. And I was like, Whoa, like I put my hand under your seat. Here's your seat bone. And they're like, what? Yeah. That's interesting. So yeah, awareness is the number one oh, first yeah. thing. So how, like, what would be some exercises people could do to, or like, what are your like favorite questions you ask for people to just like help people at home? Like think about, am I aware? Well, it could be, I mean, something like we're sitting on little harder chairs right now. Like you could sit on the front of a chair and, and just kind of go like, okay, am I, am I sitting equally on both my seat bones? You can lean to one side on purpose mm -hmm. and notice what it feels like to sit heavier on that seat bone. Mm -hmm. Notice what it feels like to sit heavier on the other and then figure out where the middle is. Um, I, I send people home with homework of like, stand on one foot while you brush your teeth, mm -hmm. brush your hair with the opposite. You're not mm -hmm. not in hand. Um, but I think a lot of it too, is if you, if you don't have access to a coach regularly, there's gotta be somebody else at the barn, you know, hopefully you're not alone all the time. Um, and, and help each other, you know, mm -hmm. put your hands on each other, push, push, give somebody resistance. Like if you sit up, sit in a better riding position and, and it's like, if, if JJ's sitting in a bad riding position, like go slouchy, right? I could push her around and she can't resist me. But if we can get to a place where she's sitting properly and she's engaged in her core, right? I can poke her around and she's not going to move. Right? So sometimes you can't. You, you might not know where to start, but, but, um, that's a good place. I think that's a good entry point is to just like where feeling some feels. Yeah. You might not know if they're right. Yeah, and and like, you get that in the horse training too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just kind of like, where am I in space in relationship to this horse? You yes. know? Um, yeah. What would be like the second thing, like the most common thing you think well, is like a misconception or like things you're always helping people improve. I think one of the biggest deals is really the, the carrying of weight on the rider's thigh. Interesting. That, that we are not meant to have a hundred percent of our weight in the stirrups. Most of us have ridden without stirrups at some point and maybe we do it regularly, right? Yeah. So you know, in your head, you don't need the weight in your stirrup, but we're taught as beginners, like heels down, heels down, heels down. So we're jamming so much weight in the stirrup. Then, you know, you've got a hundred percent of your body weight somewhere. Yeah and it's from your seat down, mm -hmm. right? Um, but there's all this weight above your seat and where do we carry it? And if we're not distributing that, oh, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Hey. <laughs> um, if, you're, if you're not distributing that weight somewhere other than, you know, your seat bones and your stirrups, yeah. you're, you're, you know, a heavier pounds per square inch. Like, and I'm not a tiny person, um, but I can ride in a way that I'm not a heavy rider. Yeah. Even, even though I may be heavier in weight than, than tiny people. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm six foot one. I'm not a small person. Um, and that blows people's minds when you take, like, if you imagine my, my arm is your femur and I know you do this too. If you take that rider's thigh and rotate it on the horse, they go, but, but then I'm pinching with my knees and that's, that's not true. It's, your knees just closer to the horse. Yeah. Your knee might no longer be on top of or in front of the knee roll. Mm -hmm. It's in a different place. Um, but you know, that's, 
that's going to get yourself in a better balance and you're more secure. Yeah. And then you're really distributing the weight from the seat down the thigh yeah. to the knee, which is less pounds per square inch. Well, and like that whole like bow legged cowboy idea, right? That it, and we, Charles always talked about like a warm, wet towel, like the draped leg and that internal rotation of the femur. You and can't get the draped leg without that. Exactly. And I think that I knew I was hoping you were going to say that because I'm like, <laughs> can we talk about the femur? Because it's like this whole misconception of, yeah, like now I'm squeezing my knees and it's just like, no, it's like, that's how that you like kind of surround the horse with, and I love it how you talk about like the weight Right, because I also don't think about like how much weight's in my knee, how much is in my seat bones, how much is in my stirrups. You know, like I kind of play with that now because of again, like the awareness of it. But um, I've just always known that you're like none of my horses have ever had like spur marks or you know, and it's like Mm -hmm. because my toes are forward, but like my heels are away and my toes are forward because it starts at the hip. Exactly, like it's that rotation, like inward, that also then like gives like talk about like how that gives like suppleness then for the hip joint when you do that so the 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 femur the, the head of the femur of the trochanter is is like a fist that kind of goes in um and and you know we're talking about tone like you said earlier tone versus tension mm-hmm. um so your pelvis has to be able to move with the horse right mm-hmm. this is how we sit that we're on a moving animal um, but there is, and this is kind of like part three of what are the challenges that I see in a lot of people is understanding, do you tend to be a hollow backed rider or a round backed rider and a, and a hollow in a person's back can come really low at, you know, at the belt liner below, um, or they can, you can get the riders who kind of are hollow at the lower back and rounded at the shoulders. So they're more of an S curve rider. And we're yeah. trying to really get the rider in a place where they can be more equal right? Like front to back in mm-hmm, terms of mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. your energy is right to left. Mm-hmm. You know, you get some riders have a, you know, sideways curve to the spine. Yeah. Um, and so the whole soft tissue network of the body is so malleable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to have the most hollow back, like pubic bone down position. I showed JJ on my horse. I was like, I used to ride like this. And she was like, I couldn't oh. believe it. I'm like, there's no way. Oh, I rode like that for like 20 years because I didn't have it. No, nobody had tools to tell you another way until I rode with Mary and it was like you know I can't how do I I don't know this is my body won't do this and you know it was dripping water on the rock for me for a long long time but now like riding the old way that I had been riding was like horrible don't make me ride like that yeah but remember like one of the riders in Florida I had changed her pelvis alignment rotated her thighs on her horse would canter yeah like this horse was like oh I can't keep going it's too hard and we got her in the right place, and suddenly the horse was cantering along. And I said, "Okay, you're gonna hate me, but go back to the how you sat five minutes ago." Yeah. And the horse slammed. Yeah, it. slammed into the brakes. He was like, "Barb, no, that I'm shout not. out to Barb." Like, <laughs> Thanks for being a great student. Yeah, I mean, and that was like a turnaround clinic for her. Like she just like got some new feels and just poof, you know, like. And really... that's what's so fun for me. Like, yeah. I mean. Partly, it's like I love to blow people's minds and like you know just just help them feel like they can make a change and feel it in the horse because the horse tells you when you get it right. 
is true. He just kind of like, oh, look, he's just doing it, right. <laughs> you know. I haven't talked about putting him on the bit, but look, he's now on the bit. Yeah, or stretching to the contact yes. or whatever. Um, I think it's also really cool that, like, it gives us as trainers, like, a tool for you to, like, come in and help my riders and mm -hmm. me watch that is to, like, give my riders the feeling of it with your hands or a certain word and then like when we say as trainers we're like oh you need to you know sit more up or you know round in your lower back or whatever like you can actually like go deeper into that and truly give the rider the experience of change yeah and I think partly because I had to do that you know like I was not you know JJ and I are rather close in age and we showed in both in region two like so like i was always go like, region I know two her, but she's riding at all these levels way above me with these really fancy horses <laughs> um but you know i had to learn that in my own body and like experience all these different feels and and there's that you know in the in the sort of science of talent there's this language of expertise of um, like you can be really, really good at what you do and do it so unconsciously you have no idea mm -hmm. how to put it into words. And in this whole relationship between what I feel to what comes out of my mouth to what goes into your ear to how you apply that to your body, that can be messed up or broken anywhere yeah. along the way. So a lot of interaction between um, me and riders when I'm coaching them is like, what says it best to you? And like I, I told JJ the first time she taught me, I was like, I'm going to tell you the words to teach you. So you're going to see my right elbow go like this, and I'm going to tell you to say armpit so I can close my armpit. Um, because it doesn't make sense for us to have that like, I'm telling you things, and then you're translating them in your head to what you want to do. Yeah. Why don't I just speak your language? Yeah. So that commonality of language, and I think realizing that like a lot of the language we've used in, in teaching writing in America is not working or has not been working. Um, well, but I just think it's so typically vague. Yes. What right? does sit up mean to you? Yeah, well, exactly. Or like, and, and I feel like I've had great coaches my whole life, but everyone would say the same thing a little bit differently. And then like at different times, like I would grab a hold of mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. okay, sit down the back of my seat bones. Okay. Oh, Charles talks about, lifting the pubic bone and pushing the lower back out oh you know whatever someone talks about my belt buckle or what whatever you know and like i feel like i've had to like gather all these like oh that's interesting yeah. oh, and that's interesting and i felt that change like yeah. in my body but i think it's really fun to kind of like really when we're talking about like learning writing you have to get with your teacher and like get the language of like what does that mean? Yeah. You know, and I feel like you're really fun to like come into a program and be like, okay, let's all get on the same page yeah. because like I'm, she's saying what I mean and I like didn't have enough like, you know, education about the writer's body. I just know for me, I used to think about like my elbows going straight down where that's armpit to her. Or I used to mm -hmm. think about like, you know, remember in the gym, like the lat pull down, yeah. like I want you to do that. And hold it and not let go exactly. in your lats. So it's not like push and release and let your yeah. shoulders climb back up to your ears again. And I just found like your clarity of language has been like just 
getting right to the point, you know, and that's like so fun that you're like, you know, like available for clinics and to like help. I mean, I do feel like we need to like, if we really want to change the writing, we have to get the same language going, Yeah. you know, or at least even the understanding from the writer that we're like both saying the same thing. Right. You and know? sometimes it's hard to know like what is, what is the problem? And, and we were talking yesterday about mirror neurons and, and, and how horses communicate to each other and they feel they're herd animals, right? So they feel what's happening without language. Um, and we have those too. And um, the horses will take the shape that we take. Mm -hmm. So if we're riding around with a hollow back and our chest stuck out because someone told us to sit up or chest up or whatever they told us, we shouldn't be wondering why our horse is going around in that same posture with a hollow back and their chest out and bracing on the rein. Um, but yet you might get a lesson that's just saying on the bit, on the bit. And if we're not addressing or more position, forward, right. Or more bend, right. <laughs> or, you know, I had a really expensive clinic last year that was, or two years ago, that was like more forward, more bend, more forward, more bend. And I was like, okay, thank you. Exactly. Um, but, but if, if the rider's position is inhibiting the horse's ability to do what we're asking, yeah. we can't change the horse until we change the rider. Well, and I feel like what's so fun about you, um, and like a lot of the education I've learned through Susanna Von Dietz too, who's like my other like biomechanic person, and like both of you have like blown my mind like, oh, like just that part, like I don't know anything about mirror neurons, <laughs> but I know I have said that for years, and I'm like, if you sit like your back, the horse will follow the shape. And then she's yeah. like, well, you know why that is? <laughs> it's because it's these. Real and then I was like, uh -huh. I mean, I know that to be true because I've trained like a ton of horses, you know, all kinds, all levels, you know. And I'm like, you know, kind of you're always doing your own little like experiment right. in the arena. But like, that's cool for like us to have a conversation. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's actually science. That yeah. that is what it is. Like I know it to be true because I've witnessed it and experienced it, and it's like there's actually that's actually a thing, you know. And so it's so fun to like have your like break it down to the point, you know. Th get your armpits down, you know, or, or whatever, you know. And it's just yeah, the, the, the what... slingshot or whatever. Like then you get like that. Yeah, that was exactly what I was trying to describe in yeah. in what I feel. Right. You know, and it's just fun. And you have such a wide, like, feel knowledge, right? Because you've ridden so many horses. Yeah. And so many of the people we teach... Have one horse. One horse. Yeah. And maybe have had one horse, and that's the only experience that they... Yeah, and this is like their before. third horse of their life. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, or they only rode less than horses, and now their kids are grown up and off college, and they're yeah. retired, and they're buying their first horse. And yeah. how do you, how do you figure out what's the important thing? Um, and is the important thing on the bit or is the important thing, do you have a sense of where your seat bones actually are? Um, and I think I have taught a lot of riders who were not looking to compete on horses that were compromised in some sort of way, whether it's age, arthritis, you know, whatever. And, and I teach a lot of older riders who are also physically compromised, mm -hmm. but to know that, um, you know, you can make an impact in that body, like we are still... If we're if we're not in the grave, we're still and we can yeah. we can change, um, and it's it's so rewarding for the rider to feel like they are finally able to make a difference 
in the horse. And it's not like, it's not like all of a sudden all of your problems are going to go away in one lesson. Like right. this isn't reality. But if you can start to notice the feedback your horse is giving you and then translate that into what's happening in my body. So like I tell people when I am riding, the vast majority of my brain space, like what am I focusing on is focusing on me. Mm -hmm. I'm getting feedback from the horse about I'm, me. Right. Yeah. But, right. And I'm, and I feel the horse do something and I'm like, Oops, lost my right arm attendant or totally. oh, let, lost the wall of my bear down. And so he fell on his forehand because I lost my let core. Go. Right. Yeah. Um, or, Oh, he's stiff in the left jaw. Look at my left wrist and what's happening in that today. Yeah. You know? Um, so being able to, not just go, Ugh, why is he above the bit again? Why is he so resistant? And you're like, notice the whole muscle chain from your thumb up to your pecs. And like, if you're squeezing your hands, he's going to squeeze his jaw. <laughs> well, and I love it too, where like I have riders and I'm like, you need to look in the mirror. And then, so then they're like looking at the horse. I'm like, no, you need to look at you in the mirror. Like this is like a dance studio and you need to like look at your form like is your shoulder up is your shoulder down like where are your hips at are your toes out like and i think it's hard because people don't know what they want to look like or even what to look at first right it's just like wow you know uh, or like the video i mean so many times i'm like you guys should video your eyes and they're like oh i don't want to see it I'm like, but that's like the only way you get better yeah i don't like, want to see it either but i don't want to see I mean, mine I'm either learning from it right? yeah and i'm like Ugh. My whatever is still doing that, right? Like, I look at my videos and I'm annoyed, too. Like, right. I think that's just the dressage perspective right, of, right. like, it's not perfect yet, you know? Right, right. And, it's like, and we have our habits and our tendencies, and some of them, like, just with our horses, like, sometimes we have conformational issues, you know? Yeah, like, and challenges. Yeah. Which and it doesn't mean it's, it, and injuries, <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's impossible. Right. Like, I mean, that was amazing when you showed me your seat. Oh, I'm like, no, you were I, not. I pull that out at clinics, and I'm like... This if is... you thought you couldn't change, like, and it was, yeah. it was work and it was focus, but it's happening. I mean, and it's yeah. still getting better, you know? Well, and like Charles always talks about like deliberate practice, yes. you know, where it's not just like perfect practice makes perfect. Like we said yeah. today, quality over quantity. Do you want to learn how to communicate in a way that your horse can better understand? Check out Team Tate Academy, JJ's online classical dressage academy. As a member, you'll gain clarity through the USDF accredited lesson library, monthly Zoom meetings, and twice monthly live study group called the Tacroom Chats. Join the community and benefit from connecting with a fun, passionate, and like-minded group of dressage lovers just like you. Be supported and empowered to make the progress you and your horse deserve regardless of age, level, or background. Be inspired. JJ's commitment to your success shines through in every lesson and lecture. Let JJ's belief in you and your horse transfer over to every one of your rides. Visit www.teamtateacademy.com forward slash info today to join at the working student level. We're so sure that you'll love it that you can cancel or upgrade your membership at any time. So yeah. I have a new horse who's got really great gates and I can't sit his trot right now because you know, this is life. And so we did like the teeny trot so that I could yeah. sit a few strides and then come back to walk. That's way more functional than going, I'm going to just keep sitting until I get it. Yeah. Because I know what's happening in my body. 
I'm trying really hard, and I then I maybe clenched my jaw a little bit, and then maybe my pelvic floor came up a little bit, and then I was kind of hovering above his back, and then he was dropping his back out from under me because I disappeared. <laughs> then he gets resistant, and he gets the spiral. And then he's running. And yeah. that's sort of yeah. like the spiral of, like, I have a very high level of awareness of what's happening in my body, and it drives me insane. But, um, yeah. but you know, if you but don't But I think have... really down deep, like, everyone, when they feel out of balance feels it like on oh, yeah. a on a deep level like i don't even know if they could say like i feel out of balance right now but like there's so many times i have students that are like i'm afraid to canter or whatever and i'm like yeah. no I don't, you're not afraid to canter like you're afraid to be out of control or out of balance mm -hmm. so like your body doesn't want to do that you know it's like that like yucky feeling but i think like we have to kind of come together as a sport and say like when your trainer is like, you know, you just need to sit for 10 minutes and learn and, and, and deal Figure with it. it yeah. And if he starts running through, you chuck him in the face because he's running. And it's like, no, but it's, it's, it's not fair. It's not his fault. Right. Right. And like just the, the 10 things you just described is like, why is that happening? Right. And like, we have to kind of come together, I think, as a society and be like, that just can't be tolerated anymore. Yeah. Like we, cause we know better. And so much, like, you know, is coming out now, you know, is it, is it behavioral or is it physical? And, and people don't always want to admit that they're the problem. I mean, that takes yeah. a level of humility to say, like, I've had this horse since he was broke and, and we have these issues and I, and I'm acknowledging they're my fault. I mean, yeah. Or, or I had this fall and I injured this and I've been guarding that forever and then maybe I didn't even know it right I was doing that right yeah. I taught somebody in Florida last year who um, was not a not a big talker like a very more internal processor and I had to be like just be quiet and let him let him understand let him figure it out and um, and he we were working on something and he stopped and just stopped and I thought be quiet don't say anything let him let him let him process. And all of a sudden this like, like internal monologue came out loud and he said, I can't believe how much that feels so different because I didn't know I was really so out of balance and I felt, I feel so secure now and I didn't realize how insecure I was. And, and it was like, he had this deep seated fear of being out of balance, yeah. but did not even consciously know it. Um, but that change for him was so empowering. Hmm. Um, and I think that's what's so fun about getting to do what we do is like empowering other people. And like, yeah, lots of times with women, like that we get to like yeah. empower each other and, and validate the fact that like you can do this and you can do it well and you can improve no matter what level you are or what horse you're riding. hundred percent, you know, and that's, you know, we always think about like, even in my academy, like, I want everyone to feel like included and I want people to feel like they can learn something and be part of something like in the academy no matter what horse they have and no matter where they live because like growing up in the Midwest like we were kind of like the outsiders and it's and it's so fun to meet like a kindred spirit who's all about like you we you know and we joke in our barn like well, we all just need to ride better. Like that's like right. what we'd say but all the how? time. Exactly. <laughs> like it's me. I just need to, yeah. I, you know, even when it's like, oh, it was a great score or whatever. It's still like, yeah, but that, that one change, like, mm, 
that thing just, is our thing. It's still I just our need thing. to ride yeah. better, you know. And then sometimes it's like I feel like I'm finally learning to ride. I you know, like I a couple of the videos in Germany when Susanna Van Dietz was there, I was like, I'm dressaging, <laughs> like I am doing it, you know. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like all about thinking about how how you are doing it, you know. And I just have been so delighted to meet you and get to know you better and hear like we share students and you help me and I help you and it's just been such a fun um reconnection yeah. and uh I just wanted to share you with everybody yeah, <laughs> so where can everybody find you um right now my Facebook page you can look at my personal page Suzanne Galdun because I don't have time to like actually do <laughs> I do have positively dressage on Facebook but there's not really anything there um, but my Instagram positively dressage is on there. Um, and I am based outside of Chicago still in the Western suburbs, but I do travel for clinics. So, um, I'm around, I'm available and, um, love to travel. I just love to share this with as many people as I can. Um, because I think, um, there are not a lot of us out there teaching like this mm -hmm. and it, it, uh, you know, it, we just need to get it out there, um, mm -hmm. because it's so useful and it's so necessary. Well, and just like on another note and another thing. <laughs> we were going to be done, but we're not. <laughs> Hold on. Because that's another thing that's like, like real merit in writing education, like has nothing to do with the level you're writing, you know, or like the, the, the like competitions you've won. And like, that's what, like, when I really find a true teacher who really knows what she's talking about, like, that's like inspiring to me. And like, it's one of those things that like, there's a lot of people out there who have like, whatever, won the Grand Prix or wherever. And it's like, oh, I wouldn't let that person teach any of my students anything. You know what I mean? And it's like meeting you and hearing you and, um, it's just been so fun to like, you really know your stuff. And oh, so that's been really fun. Well, and it's been fun to work with you. I mean, like, like I got to teach JJ Tate. It was <laughs> like, you know, but, but like for being open to that, like, I mean, I haven't ridden the Grand Prix. Like I would love to ride the Grand Prix someday. Um, and I haven't even been in the show ring in like forever. And I'm like hoping to go in a couple of weeks. Yay. Um, but to be open, I appreciate you for being open to that, to be like, well, here's this girl. I mean, we're going to give it a try and I'll take a lesson. And, <laughs> that was like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll ride with her because she's coming. I mean, right. She <laughs> drove, Florida, she so drove like, me to the airport. Right. I might as well ride with her. That was not it. Because, but it was so fun. Like, I remember that lesson when, like, you were we were on half-ass on whichever horse you were working yeah. on. And I was like, well, where's your 1C phone and where's your thigh tight? And then you were like, <gasps> yeah. Like, no, ding, ding. exactly. And that's, you know, what's, I think, again, like we just need to, when we find real teachers who know the real things, like we need to be open to, to learning. So yeah. I hope you guys check her out and thank you for joining and uh, make it a great night. We got one more day here in Chicago and then I'm up north and where, where are you next? Um, What month is it? It's May. Um, I'm around, I'm actually in Illinois for the most of May. And then, um, I can't even think beyond that month of the calendar. Okay. I've got a clinic next week. I'm with, I'm doing things with my horse this month, which is super That's exciting. Cool. Yeah. So, um, clinic next weekend, 
Mary Wallace is coming here the weekend after that, so good check-in. It'll be my first time riding him with her. Cool. Um, and then hopefully showing at Lamplight the weekend after that. All right. Awesome. Well, good luck. Thanks. And thank you guys for joining. Make it a great night. Yeah. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Dressage Life with JJ Tate. Make sure to tell your friends that they can find us wherever they get their podcasts. And be sure to subscribe, like, and leave feedback to help other dressage lovers inspire their rides too.